Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. One, two, three, four. Sitting on the bench. Writing's really hard. We need another snack. And that is just a fact. Oh, oh. Hi, this is Shauna. And this is Trisha. And this is Two Girls on a Bench. The podcast. We write on the bench. We snack on the bench. And most of all, we procrastinate, procrastinate. on the bench. So, here we are. I don't have a quote. It's okay. We don't need one. Okay, good. It's a special I, episode today. I can't really find one right now. Yeah, no. I realized. We we recently lost someone very close to us. Um, a friend that we like came up in our 20s and 30s, like living with us in and out. I don't know. All kinds of shenanigans. Uh, his name was Bruce Bowie. He was only 44. Or 45? Somewhere in there. A little younger than us, but not much. And um, 44, I think. And uh, he died suddenly this Saturday of a heart attack. And just like that, he's gone. And and we strangely referenced him in our the most recent episode. podcast, the, yeah. the Mom Hot Pockets or whatever the episode was called. We had mentioned him because he's just such a part of our life and background and history and we were just talking about something dumb with the old apartment and we mentioned oh you know and then we used to have to all take showers you know with the tub filling up or whatever and then when bruce lived with us it was even like hard, you know we we're yeah. silly and it was like oh my god like literally two days later we gone. find out and it's really 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 fucked up when somebody your age passes when you're not that old yet you know yeah. I mean, we're not 20 but we're not we're at not the like age 70. where folks should be like passing you yeah know? and so it's and like this was a shock and it never feels like there's ever a good time for anyone to pass but when someone's sort of Same in the prime of their life it's just so hard i mean we just we both were like super depressed all week and it's just really fucked up yeah. so but we have some really fun, happy stories to tell because Bruce is an amazing person and had so much talent and life and funness. And so we're going to share those stories. So it won't be like, you don't have to be like, well, I'm going to click off the episode now. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no it's because it's actually like, super fun when we to talk, talk about, about like Pivila and our adventures, like traveling. This was the era where Bruce was like super in our lives in, in California because he did since move to tennessee but he was a huge part of our lives for a very long time and i feel like if covid hadn't been around for the last two summers we might have actually been able to connect with to him to see more. him in person yeah. yeah because he used to come out here every year to design for a shakespeare festival that's local to where we live and so that always gave us an excuse to like keep in touch and see each other or try to you know and you know, life happens and there's been kids and stuff and other things happening. And no, and he just... lived this full life, you know, out in yeah. Memphis that was so amazing. It was and like an so amazing husband. Happy for him and like all the things that he'd accomplished. And it's just that, that wistful thing where you see a friend succeeding with their talent and their totally their you know zest for life it sounds cheesy but like it you know and you're like sort of cheering them on you're like good for you we're so happy that everything worked out and you're having this amazing life and then when it's cut short you're just like 
What the fuck? God damn it. Like, that's just so not fair. Not okay. I mean, I know when Bruce left for Tennessee, he went to, he was a costume designer and he went to go work for the Memphis Ballet. And we were all so nervous for him. And I was talking to Bridget Jordan because Bridget Jordan was his roommate in college and also a very dear close friend of Bruce's. And it was like, it was a we little bit scary. We watched him leave and we were all very nervous. We're like, yeah. okay, our like, you know, very openly gay friend who's a costume designer with no friends in Tennessee at all. And also Vietnamese. Just, oh yeah. He was from Vietnam also, originally. Yeah. So like, we're like, okay, our Vietnamese gay friends going to the South. To Tennessee. We're yeah. terrified. Sorry if we anybody's were, from the no, South. But this was but also we like 20 years ago. And yeah. we were like. We were scared for him. Really worried. And he ended up living the best his, life you could possibly have in that environment. He found he so found this screw arts, us. This we were wrong. Amazing <laughs> arts community that supported him, and he supported them, and he like got in huge, touch with his like sort of like um, almost uh, fundraising film philanthropic side, like doing all of these like fundraisers for different awareness. Yeah. Super campaigns. into the like drag community, drag queen. Oh my gosh! He always wanted to be on stage, but he never like had a niche. And then like he found it, and it was like being uh, Bianca, I think his name was, um, and doing these comedy shows, and and then beautiful drag by the designing, way, beautiful drag queen, designing costumes for like Miss America, Tennessee, or Miss Tennessee, or however you say it. But he would also make stuff or, out of costumes, like, like gowns. We can't them. stress what an amazing designer Bruce was. Oh my god, you guys! Like in twenty different ways, we can't even. And he also designed uh, two of our shows. Yep. And he was in one as an actor too. He was so amazing. Yep. He just he just had and had worked on other stuff with he you too. He was like a quadruple threat. Like he was yeah. amazing. No, for years when I was contracting in theater, he was the designer i was the lighting designer and he would come on doing costumes or we would do it in tandem. Or you guys would do it together yeah, yeah and and like it was just like a great like way for us to like freelance in that world he even like had we hired you on to come and hem i have a great story point. about that i'll tell later but, but yeah you know it was just like all this like just like all of these memories like together like it's just incredible like the amount of time we spent it was a really hold up till three in the morning sewing fucking webs for Charlotte Webbs. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just crazy. Like, yeah, so much time and so, so much. Like, he was like our brother. Yeah, you know? he really was. And like, as much as we're sisters, he was our brother. He was. And we have a million stories to tell. And we, have, of course, have snacks to share because yes. he lived with us. And so we had a <laughs> yes. bunch of weird snacks we would eat together, which is super fun. It was the first thing, one of the first things that Trisha and I were like, yep. remember when we used to have blah, blah, blah. So we're going to share a snack with you that we used to always eat with our dear friend Bruce. There's probably many more, but this is a weird one that stood out yeah. because it was very odd. Absolutely. And we have some fun stories to share. And we also want to share this with our community of, of friends and alums from our college and just folks that knew him out, you know, outside Absolutely. of that. We obviously didn't live near him, you know, towards the last several years. And, and I'm sure he has this amazing community of friends that love and miss him and his husband also like, I mean, I, I can't even talk about how 
sad I am for his husband. But anyway, it just it's just we just wanted to share and like put it out there and then other people can share it with each other just to so they can spark their own memories and like yeah. just celebrate a, a really just I'm gonna cry probably oh. any second now. If, but anyway. If, and if you were a friend of his, then I'll put this in the show notes because I'm so good at that. Um but <laughs> okay, there is good. a Facebook page dedicated to his memory and people are posting things and we're trying to like schedule some sort of like virtual hangout or something in the future where we can all like kind of get together and and kind of have a memorial for him yeah um because i know in tennessee i'm sure there's going to be and has been already a huge outpouring of love and sadness over this loss i mean he's the kind of he was in a show on the friday night and then like saturday he was gone like and i've seen posts from people who are like oh my god we had saturday tickets you know, like, Aww. it was just so horrible. And if Bruce had, I mean, it's like a like a spider web of all of the connections that he had. He mm-hmm. touched, you know, the, our community from, like, alumni in college and that whole friendship gang. But then we had, like, different theater groups we worked for that mm-hmm. were all, they all remember Bruce. No one could forget him because he was so amazing no he was phenomenal and then he's got his whole community in tennessee which is like a whole other like another world of of people yeah it's really such a testament to think of like uh, you know it's funny because this is gonna sound really fucked up but like it's almost like i'm like oh i own like these memories and my special connection but it's like he had that special connection with so many, so people. many people. And that's such a beautiful I thing. I feel like felt like jealous reading <laughs> through things. I'm like, well, I did that. I did that with him. <laughs> that was me. Also, I was the first one that did it. It's the same way I feel about fashion in the 90s and fashion now. I'm like, I you was really the first owned... one who wore overalls all the time. Okay? <laughs> You're like, I really owned all of the memories. That was all me. Bruce. That was also, all me. Was Just mine. me. Just kidding. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. But like not also because like it is well you get it's almost like a a little ownership over it yeah you do because you're you're like this is i don't know trish and i've been fucked up all the week every all the week (laughs) all the week week. everyone all week because we found this out and it was like just so shocking and then it was this weird flood of memories and emotions and then when i wouldn't think about it it would suddenly like come on my brain like you should you know it was almost like he was there like i was like it's like this. Remember this. Remember this. And I was like texting Trisha. Remember when we did this? When we did that. It's just. It's really hard. When he forgot somebody... to pick us up from the airport. Like, oh my god, there's just it's a lot of that. You guys, he there's was a so lot of bad like... at directions. I don't know if he ever got good at directions in his like life in Tennessee. I'm sure he did it. He was horrible. <laughs> One time before there were cell phones, he ended up like way out on the five somewhere towards Bakersfield. And he was like, just trying to come home to thousand Oaks from West Hollywood. That's not a hard it's commute. Not, and it's a pretty straight <clears throat> shot. God knows where the fuck he There's was. not Why any was he on the five? He like suddenly got on the five. <laughs> I don't even know how he got there. And that was when they were, I don't know if there's still phones on the side of the freeway. I think the call boxes. Are. Yeah, the call box. He called, Actually, I don't know. He called our landline from a fucking call box. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know where I am, but there's a lot of trucks and it's very dark. And we had to like 
get my Thomas guide out and figure out that he was on the five freeway and like try Look and around. guide him do home. Do you see anything yeah. that We're looks like, familiar? What do you see? What is the mile marker? What are the exits? Like on the fucking landline yeah. with him. Like <laughs> And and we're just like where are he's lucky we like picked the phone up like (laughs) where are you (laughs) he could have ended up in like San Francisco (laughs) yeah like anyways like Bruce oh God love him man he just like could not navigate to save his life and neither can we so I don't know how we got him home. No, no, no. I'm not yeah. trying to say I was good at it so or anything. call the best people that can get you home, Sean and Trisha. Right. Horrible. Like, right. they've been lost driving I don't know around. how we figured out where he was. Maybe uh, Edgar was over. I, I don't, don't know. I don't we know how we have, got him home. We had to have some sort of lifeline to, like, call a friend <laughs> out to the side somehow. Somehow we had someone else help us with that because I actually don't remember how we navigated him back. I don't either, but we came back from traveling in Mexico and we got back <laughs> and he was, we, it was like, and that was, I think when he, he lived with us or I don't know. He was living with us and, and we he were, stayed in our apartment where we were gone yeah. and he was going to pick us up from the airport <laughs> at like this date at this time. No cell phones, everybody no. remember back so in like, like 1997. A post-it note. <laughs> So you'd remember to go pick your friends we're up like, in the airport. We're coming on flight 759 from, right. you know, Guadalajara you go, like, or wherever we were coming into from. the airport, like oh. all the way in. So we're yeah. looking around. We got our shit. We're standing around in LAX and we're like, and it was like a while, like yeah. like half an hour. We and we're like, where are you? And then finally we called him and he was like, he was at the apartment at our house. At our house. Yep. We called him and he's like. Oh, I thought that was like next Thursday or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. And we're like, no, it's today. It's, it's right, right now. now. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'll be on my way. And then we're like, well, we're going to go get like a drink in the bar. I remember yeah. we were like, what are we going to yeah, do with like, our we time? We couldn't afford a taxi. <laughs> and there was no Uber or Uber or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that was fabulous. The best. <laughs> All right. We're going to get ready for our I snack book. I thought it book. was next Thursday. <laughs> I swear uh, that's what he said. I was going to come next week. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, well, we won't be here. Or maybe we will if you never pick us up. We'll just live here. We don't have a lot of money. We were rich yeah. in Mexico, but now we're poor. Again. Yeah, we're all. We've spent With everything. With our backpacks. <laughs> okay. All right. Fuck. All right. So we're going to do this. Not really. Stay tuned. Give me that snack book. So... Here's the snack, folks. Oh, yeah. Snack it's book. amazing. And you're going to be so <laughs> sad that you didn't get to have it with us. How much was it? I was wondering, like, how much the... Way more than it probably was in yeah. 1997 or whenever yeah. we were eating this with Bruce. So we used to... And I don't know how this started. I don't know if it was Bruce that started getting like it or you. Or you and Bruce. I don't know. It wasn't me because I, I had never like would have gotten this. Time... Bruce wanted it and we got it together. And then after that, he would just show up with it at our house. So it's a seafood salad that you get from the deli at like the grocery store. Yeah. And it's just like this one that we got today. We are thinking, well, I'm thinking it's not as good as the one we used to get in the 90s. I mean, and Trisha's trying to like level my expectations on it. The one we used to get had like chunks of like celery and onion and like seemed like it had more flavor it had more flavor this it one was is like the just very red dyed imitation crab or this white is fish. just imitation crab and probably mayonnaise and maybe and like some baby shrimp a very small amount of seasoning like it's 
No seasoning, really. We used to eat this on saltine crackers. Yep. And we would just eat it. I don't know. That was just like, we were just jamming on it. No, that was. Bruce and we all like, loved, loved it. it. Yeah. And I don't know why we all loved it. Cause it's not even something I would. I used to like be like so like anti mayonnaise. Yeah. yeah. And I would eat it too, though. Yeah. Because it was like strangely good on saltine crackers. And I do love a saltine. So I'm going <laughs> to like, I would go for it. We also, well, Trisha and I separately used to eat like liverwurst or bronzebagger or yes. whatever you want to call it. Delicious. The cheap pate, we would go for that <laughs> on a cracker also. Well, and we also bonded over the fact that in school, like junior high, we'd have sandwiches made of Bronzweiger and people would be like, is that cat food? And can't feed. Ew, it's so gross. gross. And we're like, it's delicious. We're very elevated. <laughs> and my mom would be like, it's great. And like your mom probably my was mom like, also it's loved awesome. It. Yeah, no. I don't know why. Because we, we are very, we have very like, you know, evolved palates. <laughs> Just kidding. So that's why uh, we're eating imitation crab salad on, on salty crackers, crackers right now. Because we are saluting our dear friend Bruce, who apparently <laughs> really likes eating this. So here's he the thing. He loved it. I don't even know why Bruce was living with us or what the story was, but <laughs> Bruce was young. So Bruce was younger than us. We mentioned this earlier. So we were, and so was my husband. So he was the same year as my husband in college. So when we were seniors, they were freshmen. I remember the first time I saw Bruce, I didn't know him, didn't know he was a theater person. He was in like my environmental science class. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I remember I looked across the room and he was like sketching freaking probably costumes, costumes and Which stuff you knew because you knew me and i think he had like you know like pride stickers or i don't know he they, we didn't even call it pride back then who knows what the fuck we called it but anyway because this was very early on people well he was one of the first people i remember who was openly gay in completely high out and out his freshman year of out college. from the co- from the get-go not Whereas- like most of our friends who were coming out were coming out gradually through our college. Struggling experience. a lot. Yeah. Struggling with their parents, struggling with their identity. And like he was just like, I'm gay. He just like showed up <laughs> that way and we were like, cool. But I remember looking at him and I remember thinking because we had just been through a really tough time at our college with students being knuckleheads about LGBT people and we had gone through a big pride thing or like a pride week thing that we were trying to do and we had just like fought with the entire campus. People were really mean to us. They were really mean and they were mean to everybody and they sucked. And so I remember looking at him and thinking and I didn't even know him and I was like, God, I hope nobody's a jerk to you because yeah. we just went through this whole bullshit thing yep. and like and we weren't even gay and people were like really cruel no it was us. like really shitty we and were so just advocates honestly yeah as always but it was like you know by association whatever and we didn't care but it was more like i think after that i was so worried for everybody yep and so i was like huh this guy doesn't care and so then i just like sort of got to know him i wasn't as active well it kind of was my senior we did our own shows when i was senior like but i don't think i was in any shows that were like the main shows from the school but we did our own stuff that's when we started doing our own producing our own stuff but so i didn't really know him in college but it was like after college well for me that senior year i got to do costume design and set design for a show called head of gobbler and he is a freshman and he had signed up for costume tech 101 which means you basically sew all the costumes for the main stage 
And so usually it was a junior or senior doing the design. And then you were like the worker bees. And I went, I got to go shopping like with our instructor and got all my fabric, my drawings. And he was in the costume shop and he could, I was sewing like, uh, we were making like 1850s like puff sleeve beautiful beautiful costumes like full dress like full on like the the men's all the men's suits uh had to be completely tailored and sewn from scratch all the fabrics were like selected carefully and he was in there sewing my designs and he could sew a dress and like a half an hour like it was <laughs> it was incredible like where most of the people who like signed up for like the tech 101 type class were learning how to do their stitches and like also like haphazardly sewing shit together yeah, he and was when bruce just, like, was a force to be reckoned with immediately and it was evident from the get-go that he was so talented and so fast and so he could take like what was a sketch and like make it into a re- make it into reality like yeah. immediately and it was I, I feel like he was already helping design some things from that point on like it was just no incredible. and then from then on he was he was the main designer. he was the main dude that was doing all yeah. that like yeah. for sure and yeah. so somehow so after we got out of college well then i was contracting you were doing a lot of stuff during the summers especially like i did chess for the young artist ensemble which is a you know a youth theater group 13 to 19 and i was like bruce can like co-design with me and i'll do like the lighting and we co-designed the costumes, but really, like, he also helped me do Chorus Line for the Young Arts Ensemble and a couple other shows. I think Lion King, not Lion King, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. And, um, oh, so they did Lion King? I don't remember yeah. that. Okay, yeah, no, totally. that didn't happen. Simba. Um, no, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. But he like, he, like, came in and was just, like, I mean... If I was like a media, I was like a mediocre costume designer. I was I was a really good lighting designer. It, if you were working with Bruce, everything was elevated. Like mm-hmm. it was so much better. The best thing about chess in my memory is that okay, so we talk about mediocre, but I, so I have no skills in any of those areas, like <laughs> none. And like I was like writer, sometimes actress, not very good at that. Mostly writer producer director type of person obviously with trisha and so like mostly writer at the end of the day you were always a better director than me but like but we together i think we were great but yeah. you were much more like hands a better hands-on I'm very person. much a tandem person i'm like i was a great costume designer when i designed <laughs> shit with bruce <laughs> Well, you were really, you had really, you're very artistic. So you had good ideas and everything like, but. But executing them. Making things On, on the hard. sewing side, like having an idea is one thing, but being able to understand how to execute the mechanics of the idea. That's where Bruce came in where he was like, I want to make like, you know, I don't know. Like we did Charlotte's Web and I remember sitting outside with him, I think with you too. And we discovered that if you used hot glue on tulle or like a organza fabric, it looked like a spider web. And we like did, I burned my hands so many times. We made these amazing <laughs> spider webs like for 
Charlotte to like hang up, like with garments to like hang up for the play. And like Bruce designed, he had to design like the rat Templeton in Charlotte's web. He used like a biker's helmet and covered it in like gray fabric and put these huge ears on it. And didn't look like Mickey Mouse. Like it sounds like Mickey Mouse in my head, Mm -mm. but it was like incredible. Like all of the costumes were so the, the way we did it with no budget and you know, so we could like keep the most money for ourselves to like actually buy crab salad and saltines (laughs) was like, what with all that extra money, what would you do with it back in the nineties or like saltines? We would come up with like the craziest ways and Bruce could always come up with the weirdest ways to get to the end product that were, that looked expensive. Yeah. Even though they weren't, you know what I mean? Like he was so yeah, talented. No, he was amazing. And I, I remember that show because I was like, kind of like that was, we talked oh, about chess. that last week where yeah. I was lonely because Trisha would go into her and leave or whatever. <laughs> and so I was like, I had a job. I mean, okay, I did work, but that's why I started bettering myself with all my weird classes I was taking. And then, so then Trisha was like, Hey, I'll hire you to, yep. and you can, I hired you to push a button for the light Right, board. so then I became the board op or yep, whatever, right? Yep. So I was like, I learned some technology she or She had terms. to push the go button. Yeah, Trisha would tell me, and then I would do it. And she'd say <laughs> phasers up, and I'd like do move things around. And no, she'd tell me all these things. So, But then also I was like, I was also like costume assistant. Yeah. And I was like, because no, me and Bruce were like, we wanted to hang out with you. And we're going to be there till like <laughs> two in the morning sewing. So if we gave you a needle and thread and taught you so to do something. Shauna might as well be there right? too. Because she doesn't have shit to fun. do. So it was also fun to hang out. It was out. so fun. But I always remember, this is like my favorite, like one of my favorite Bruce memories. So we're sitting there and like getting all the kids measured and stuff. And Bruce just, I just remember watching him like, show a young boy this is gonna this may sound weird but like show a young boy how to do like the inseam yeah he would hand them uh the long tape, the tape measure, measure the like like loose tape measure the that you use for measure. fabric yeah, yeah. He, he would say you're gonna put it up here and he was not touching anyone he was he was showing them on himself he was like you're gonna put it up here pull it up here like basically your inseam and then he was like so he was like that's how he was and i just remember watching coaching him them and thinking in my mind how does he know how to do this? And he's so like professional and yeah. he's like 20, you know, yeah. or 19. I don't even know how old he yeah. was, but he probably wasn't 21 yet. Cause we did take no. him out for his 21st birthday, but no. he was like, he was 19, like 20. 20. And so then he taught me how to hem pants because I didn't know how to fucking do anything except like I had taken like sewing stupidly and like, you know, home ec in junior high and I failed miserably and I sewed my gym bag together and I couldn't open it because I got scared <laughs> with the sewing machine. I'm terrified of these things, right? My mom taught me how to sew like little things like sew a button, like sew right, like right. maybe sew something together that was like so she had taught me like basic sewing. Like but I feel like I haven't even taught my kids that like but like at least I knew how to do like a little tiny bit. But right. like not like you guys. Like you both knew how to sew. And so I was like, okay, well you're gonna have to show me. So then he shows me how to like hem pants so then we like sit down i remember we're like i think it was the Picard's plaza right yeah in some like we costume room or the, something in the green room hanging out plaza. working yeah. on the costumes and i always remember this is what he said and he was so we had our you know we each had our little project like i had my little pants to sew the hems it was like something simple because i didn't yeah. know how to do anything complicated but it like took time and it was helpful but you'd sit around and then he goes 
So he gives me my little pants to sew, and I'm sitting there with him, and he's got his, you know, something more complicated, I'm sure. And then he goes, and now's the fun part, where we get to visit. <laughs> so adorable. Isn't that so him? So adorable. I remember him saying that, and I remember thinking, you're so sweet. What a sweet, like, cute. I know, it's going to, like, make me cry right now a little bit. But he was like, now we get to visit. It was like, okay. And then we're just, like, talking. Because like, you're just, like, able to talk. You can just hang out once you're sewing. Like, everybody's got a thing yeah. to do. You yeah. sit down. What are you going to do? Talk? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course. That's but why we wanted to visit. There. But he said visit it. like an old lady. Which now we I get love. to visit. Oh, you're so sweet. So cute. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, that was my great story about chess. But, but I have more. Okay. I don't know. What? One thing I think people didn't know about Bruce is that he was fluent in Vietnamese and also fluent in Spanish because when he, when his family came over from Vietnam, I think it was like Edgar's age when he came from Mexico, like eight years old. They were, by the way, they were like refugees. He told us a story once how they were just like floating on a raft and then they like ended up on a shore. So, I mean, he had a rough beginning of his life. Yep. He, they came to America. He, his name was originally Tron, yeah, or Tron, Tron, Tran, something like that. And he changed his name to Bruce, so that wasn't like his given name when they came to America. Like they all like I think picked like American names, and he had a really like that was a rough beginning to his life in a very traditional Vietnamese family, and very like of course with him being gay and being like as amazing as he was like that was some conflict but he was still close to his family but it was a little rough sometimes he he said he used to like sew costumes or costumes like dresses for his sister's barbies and like i think everybody thought he was gonna like snap out of it but he never did there was no snapping out of it he was just who he was and he was always so true to who he was and in an era where that wasn't like it is now And I think it's because all of us have thankfully fought for it to be that way. But yeah. like, I think like somebody like him was such a role model for everyone because he was so confident about who he was Very and he just so. was who he was. Yeah. And it was like, even with his family, I'm going to just do my thing. So yeah. he comes to live with us. Do you want to tell the story? It's like, this is like three, uh, literally three's company. The phone, start, the phone calls or no, no. just like he came to, so oh. I don't, when did he live with us? Well, I don't know when that okay, was. I can so, try to remember. When we moved out of college, there was like a like a seven month period where we were living like in Oxnard, mm-hmm. and then we moved closer to the campus, like across the street. Literally, from the that's campus. the crappy Roach Hotel. And that we was the Roach about. apartment, yeah. and that's when Bruce needed a place to stay all the time. And I don't know why. Was it like winter break? Because it was it like a couple be, months. It could like, be like spring break, winter break, and then summertime. Because I was working. It was like sporadically yeah. several times. No, because yeah. I was working on the campus still. I would get paid to like come back and like clean up the theater, or clean up the text shit or whatever. And like he would need a place to stay for the summer so he could stay with us and not have to go home. Right, right, right. Because, okay, so. His home, his family lived in the valley, which is weirdly a couple blocks from our first houses we yeah, had. Yeah, where we ended up living later. He went to high so school weird. there. And, and yeah. Spanish in California is like the biggest second language. And so that's why this kid who came from Vietnam like was also fluent in Spanish. He went to this high school that was like kind of hardcore and Birmingham High School in the valley in Encino, I guess you would say, or Van Nuys. Van Nuys. And, yeah, uh, yeah like, it was like right down rough. the street from where we lived, literally. Yeah, like, like, I mean, where we both bought houses. No, yeah, a little bit rough. And so, like, Bruce randomly, like, was 
fluent in Spanish and Vietnamese. And English. Obviously. And English, yeah. No, I mean, like, I would go to the garment district with him, and he was, like, the best haggler out of anyone I ever went with. And, like, total poker face, right? Oh, my God. Like, I remember you yeah. telling me. We would be like... shopping, and he'd be like, oh, look, how much is this fabric? And they'd be like, oh, it's $20 a yard. He'd be like, no. And we would just, like, start to walk away, and I'm like, we need that, Bruce. And he's <laughs> like, no, just, like, he was like, Trisha, shut up. Like, because, like, <laughs> I have no poker face. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce is like a force, and like we would not be able to get out of a shop without somebody being like, "Oh, we're sorry, we'll the half price, like for you." Da, da, da. And like he could haggle in like Vietnamese, Spanish, and English. Like it was incredible, and we get the best prices and the most fabric for like the least amount of money. And like he, we'd have like an envelope of cash, like for our budget. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. how it was then. Like. Which is so it's funny crazy. to think about. Yeah. No, he was the best. And like he did you were you did you go to dim sum with us? I don't remember. Oh, I went with him in the garment district at one point. We went to like Chinatown or something and had dim dim sum. But um what else? Oh, I oh, was just him living say, with us. So he came he came to live with us and it was like this funny I always remember him saying this. So he said to his dad because his dad was like, I guess, never figured out he was gay. I don't, this was a long time ago, so yeah. who knows how it turned out in the end. But, like, and his dad was like, but you're living with two girls. You're right. And then he was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, but no, it's not like that, you know. And it's so funny because it's, like, so, like, the opposite of Three's Company because he literally was gay. He was a pretending <laughs> to be gay. But, like, anyway. So, but still two girls in an apartment. Hilarity ensues. So... He was like talking to his dad and his dad was like, well, where are you going to live? And he's like, I'm going to live with my friends, you know, these two girls. And he was like, oh, two girls, like being all like, you know, uh, like, oh, look at you. and then he's like, well, where are you going to stay? And he's like, well, I'm going to just sleep in the bed with one of my friends. <laughs> oh, because he used to sleep in your bed he with did. you because you had the weird loft bed. Oh, my bed. God. Okay. So at one point I liked this guy who was kind of a carpenter. So I decided... To maximize our two-bedroom apartment, I would build a loft bed, like like what my kids have now, both of them. Which you can buy at Ikea now. Trisha oh. built in the 90s herself. So I was like, I'll build that. And then I could like, have I'll build that. I'm done. room to paint and have my art stuff underneath it. That was a whole idea. It was always about my fucking art shit. <laughs> Because it was like everywhere and That's always like a lot. Bruce was like sleeping up in that loft with you. So we made it was like a double bed loft. Yeah, it was like it a was big, very hardy. There was a lot of room underneath. It was huge though. It was a lot of lumber. It was like way Where's more. Where's the pictures of that? I don't know. We should have taken some fucking pictures. I don't, I don't of think that. we took any. God damn it! It was way more was expensive quite... than I meant it to be because <laughs> I like quite... this guy. And I thought after we built the bed, he would, like, get in my bed, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but he never did. He, like, blew me off and, like, never came around again. And I was like, well, that was fucking stupid that You're I all, that. But, I have a but bed. now I have this bed, right? This big bed so, to share with Bruce. Yeah. So, so then I realized, you know, having, like, game in the late 90s. When you like bring someone home and you're like, let's go get in my bunk bed, it's like not very sexy. So at one point, I remember saying to Bruce, I think you're the only man I'm going to get into this big ass bed I built. And Bruce was like, 
is super comfortable and like we just like it was a double bed it wasn't like we were on top of each other like it was just like comfortable and we were like comfortable with each other and ourselves and like he just like slept in my bed with me i just remember him telling him telling us that he told his dad and he's like where are you gonna sleep he's all in one of their beds in one of the beds with my friend and it was just like what crickets (laughs) he's all his dad's all yes and then he was like, no. So, oh, my God. That's so funny because I do remember having that joke with him where it was like, you're the only man I can get in my bed. Into my bunk in bed. my bunk bed that I made for myself. There's only one bunk. There's no bunk bed underneath. Oh, so stupid. So he comes to stay with us for, for, for it feels like, I don't, it feels like when I remember Just, it, it seems like a I while, like it but was, it, maybe it wasn't that long, but I don't know. Well, here's the thing. It was off and on, I guess. We had a couple years still of college, so we had... Winter break, spring break, and summer with him and any holidays. Yeah. Just he would just be with us so for he, a couple years. Yeah. So he was like in so he lived with us in this place and then he was like, um like we told the story last time about how we had that shitty like everything was shitty about Plumbing. that apartment. <laughs> but I remember here's all of the quickly a like a collage or a like, you know, like a montage of what I remember. I remember he um him like okay so he always made first of all he was like a skinny oh, boy like it was like thing. one of those skinny boys that could just eat anything he so every time clad stomach man so every time we come home Drink he'd be making eat. like a huge pot of spaghetti that he would just like eat by himself well sometimes okay we are very into, and the crab salad obviously okay, we are very into planning our meals and like uh, we are like watching like the food network and like getting recipe ideas and stuff and so we were very excited about. Did we though? We didn't even have TV. How did we? Maybe watch not the food, food network. network. I don't know. Well, we were very we were, into like, but we were trying to cook, like because we, we were, were like very young. Into yeah, we both okay. like cooking forever. So we would plan a dinner though. Like we would plan our dinners together. Like what we we're gonna make. <laughs> so we would be making something for dinner, and he'd be making. And spaghetti. Bruce would also start making spaghetti, <laughs> and then I would be mad at him, and you would be like, Trisha, just don't be mad at him. He's still gonna eat the dinner, and I was like, he would, and then we'd be like, he'd be I'm like. like making spaghetti How can and we're you like eat spaghetti when we're making this other thing and he'd be like i'll eat both of them yeah he's like i'm gonna eat that too and we're just like <laughs> okay and he would yeah no he would he was a growing boy and then he would have like okay so then there was Pop like of vodka he would drink the shittiest vodka okay the, so like, we plastic I, we're also drinking vodka. vodka in honor of him or and or we also just drink vodka all the time but all the time we were very compatible in this way so he yeah we all drank <laughs> cheap ass shitty vodka back in the day let's not lie and so he would always get that and like so we would drink like vodka and like have spaghetti or whatever but then there was one new year's where i think maybe he wasn't 21 yet so we couldn't go anywhere because he was well, younger we than did us a, that's when we did the pictures yeah so okay. we somehow like at work because like we didn't have like internet or like yeah i don't even know what a computer i don't know but we didn't have like none of that stuff was like at a thing work, you had there at was home. internet but, but i had at internet at work and yeah. so i searched up and found this like recipe yes for i was like we're gonna have like a special drink 
I don't know. Because apparently, to your signature cocktail. Apparently, this is something I've been doing yes, for quite a while. Long time. This drink was called the Linga Longa. <laughs> I don't remember what was in it or why we made it, but we kept the whole night. We were like Linga Longa, I and feel it was like just, it wasn't called that, but we named it that. No, I think that's what it was called. Oh, it why was? would we make that? That's a weird thing for oh. us to make up. I don't, I don't know. know. We were I don't weird. know what was in it, but we made it, and it was great. And so we did that and we drank that and then we decided to set up like a studio of, I don't know, just to take pictures. And I would take like, I used to do a lot of like black and white photography. So then he, of course, had access to costumes and like fancy hats. So like he got all these like hats or whatever from like the costume shop and we're like, we're going to do a photo shoot, I guess, because we didn't have anything else to do with our lingalonga. So it was like us and another friend and him and we're like taking pictures and I remember it was this big I have it or you have the picture of me actually but it's this big beautiful hat and it was right around when Titanic came out yep. because we kept saying and Titanic because there was a scene in the preview or something <laughs> where she would look up with a big hat like yep. Kate Winslet and so we were like fantastic so we like did that like 8,000 times that night and like took a bunch of pictures of each other with well, I like, had like a pen and ink pen that was black and like oh yeah it looked like those long it looked cigarette. like a long cigarette holder so we actually like scotch taped a cigarette <laughs> to the end of it <laughs> To make it look like we were holding one of those old fashioned cigarette holders. And like in the pictures, it looked pretty decent. But yeah. Did it you was, find those hat pictures? I, I can't see them. find them. Oh I don't know God. where they are. Okay. But at some point, he's wearing what looks to be like a, a diaper. diaper. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what ended up happening at the end of that. But the Lingalonga. There's was, a Lingalonga bar. I'm trying to find the drink. Sorry. I don't know where that cocktail is. But. So there's the Lingalonga. Um, I think maybe that same year he was staying with us. Trisha probably went home for Christmas and for some reason my so it's just me and my parents. I'm an only child. I think I've mentioned that before. So my parents came to visit me <laughs> in my apartment. Like cause we would like just do like whatever for Christmas every year. We would do like random different things. It wasn't always the same, especially back then. And so my parents just came to visit me. And so Bruce was there. So he like spent Christmas with like me and my mom and dad. And they were like, cool. And my mom and dad are like, just cool. Like that seemed kind of normal for us, I guess, to be with like random people. But so he like spent Christmas with us. And then we want to tell like our West Hollywood stories because, and then we can maybe close at that or yeah. maybe. Well, I mean, we used to go to, we used to go to West Hollywood all the time with Bruce and we used to go to the Abbey before it was like a rockin' situation that it is now. And before it was so like it's like very fancy now. It used to it was be like a like very a like coffee low key shop. coffee shop with a bar. Yeah. And it was like kind of exciting that there was a bar. Like it yeah. was like woohoo, a coffee shop with a bar. Like woo. <laughs> and then you like sit outside, you could smoke and like have a drink. And then like at one point we went to the bathroom or we were going to the bathroom and we discovered the pottery store or some sort of like it was like a pottery store or like pottery a, like or a like a garden? garden store next door to the door between the abbey <laughs> patio and that garden store in the bathroom unlocked so it was like you went in the bathroom shut the door and, and then there was door. another door on the other side yep. that went into the pottery and store for some reason bruce opened that door <laughs> and it was open and it it, it was, was open, not locked. And it went into this garden patio store with all this, like, you know, like, 
terracotta garden <laughs> decoration stuff. So Bruce and uh, we were and in maybe separate you. bathrooms. I don't but know. Like, Somehow you guys came out together. <laughs> he snuck me into the men's bathroom to go through the door. It was like a Narnia door at this point. <laughs> he went through door. the door. He comes out and he has his shirt off and he's got it wrapped around something no, cute. But you guys were in on this together because I remember oh, I yeah, was totally. sitting out on the patio and I look up, and Trisha and Bruce are coming towards me. Bruce does not have a shirt on, which was just kind of odd because it wasn't like really that kind of like it, it wasn't, wasn't quite like that, that kind of night yet. <laughs> I'm like just party where the men are like taking their shirts and off, and it wasn't really the Abby wasn't like that back then either. No. So it was just like it was just kind of odd. So Bruce comes out, and he's and holding... Bruce wasn't like a shirt off kind of like no he that was just not his yeah. thing. So it was just like I remember it was I, very and odd. you guys both kind of rushed towards the table <laughs> and looked like really suspicious, and, I, and you were holding. He had like his shirt in front of him. I mean, it was like the size of a large watermelon. Yeah, I was like. What what the what did something happen to his shirt? Like I remember I was just like things were my so he had you guys had taken like these two little like lion's heads, which we well, still have. Actually I went back for those. Oh you did? Because he brought out this like Zeus head that had he, like a hole in the yeah, mouth, which he was brought like, out very this perverse. Ginormous <laughs> Zeus head. And so then you and I were like, Well, we each want something. So then yeah. and then I our other friend Larissa was there and we me and her crept back in. Yeah, she was like we she was down with stealing yeah. shit with me. So we he stole these this lions. This wasn't a common occurrence. It was just this one time. Everybody. Every once in a while. Also, it's so hilarious because this would never happen now. But anyway, the fact so that the doors we, were open. We snuck back, back through the magic door and like came back with like these little like these little lions that are like the size of like a, a party birthday plate but like they're like heavy though we still have i them. still have mine oh yeah. no i've had them hung up in like every home every i've house. ever lived in yeah. and it's like the happiest memory because it was so fucking random and it was a free gift essentially <laughs> gift for purchase not at that store though at the other well, place i feel like they got hip to that after that situation they did. i can't so, believe bruce took that zeus head though no and i also like what i just remember how that? suspicious well hopefully oh. he had it like i don't know i mean i'm assuming oh my god did, i mean i don't know if that made the move you know across country <laughs> the big huge heavy zeus <laughs> like, head he's piece like, of pottery i must have this terracotta <laughs> if i have zeus nothing head. else it's the zeus head <laughs> So then, like, another time I remember, so Trisha and I dressed up, like, these, like, solar panel Barbies were, like, made costumes out of, like, a sunshade. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But we went to West Hollywood with these long blonde wigs on. We were looked pretty cool everybody loved us it was like the it was like the five minute costume where you go to Rite Aid and you're like what can we get and there were like some cheap wigs and that like went down to like your knees they were super long yeah Yeah. and then there were solar and then I was like there's the the car panels that you put in your front window right the like fabric-y one like they're like metallic-y yeah they look like and I was like Shauna we can just like wrap this around ourselves with a belt i don't know how i thought of this and i was like we could be solar panel barbie well because i was like because they're like this and then we would like pose like a barbie. yeah i'm doing it right now everybody you can't see me. this is a great podcast we had strangers stopping us to take our pictures no one knew if we were men or women it was ma- nobody amazing. knew it what the fuck we per- were and we're like we're solar panel barbie and then we would like pose like barbies <laughs> with our hands out so we so we were meeting bruce there though which i still 
in how the, are we gonna meet Bruce in, in the West frame, Hollywood? In the frame of mind that Halloween. I have now, <laughs> first of all, okay, Halloween in West Hollywood is insane, insane. now. Or, but it was then too. It was kind it of crazy. was, but it was it was different. I don't know. I'm gonna be one of those old people that's like it was different back it in the day. But it was but it was different back in the day. I than do it remember is now. parking like miles and miles away from where we needed so, to be. So we're like, we'll meet you there. Wherever. What? I don't even know where we told him we were gonna meet him. And then we got there and I always I'll always remember this as a happy memory too. Yeah. Right. I just remember seeing him and he had a dress on, like some cute little dress. And I remember seeing it and there are people just dancing. There's like dance everywhere like music, music everywhere. everywhere yeah and he was just dancing like with i don't know with who he was well, i don't even remember i just remember seeing him dancing and he looked so happy and he was like ah you guys and i just remember like just his face like it's so weird you know how you like just things just pop into your head yeah. and you like remember that like just like a very happy like it was like yeah. ah, you guys you know and it was like look at you just dancing out in the street Anyway, so that was a happy memory. And then... There was another time in West Hollywood when me and Bruce took a shopping cart and made you guys push us around in it. And we went to the <laughs> store. I don't remember We that. filled water bottles with vodka. Oh, yes, I do remember yeah. that. No, it wasn't water bottles. It was Sprite bottles. Oh, well, there you go. No, that was New Year's. Yeah. I remember that. Because we were the like... shopping cart, I was broke. like... I and so can't. we're like, we're going to go to Mickey's. We always went to this bar of Mickey's, which is just like... Bletcher's. I can't even talk <laughs> about it. Oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> No, because I ended up working like across the street from Mickey's no, also, years my later. My husband like went like, and he's not Mine like too. a dancer guy. We like. all, everybody went. We all were like, <laughs> like, take all these weird straight people to West Hollywood. I mean, we were regulars at this point, and then also like, <laughs> so it was fine. And then I ended up working across the street from there. But we go there, yeah, and so that was like fun. But then there was another time when it was actually his twenty first. It was probably before that. We're mixing all the yeah, timelines yeah. up here, but like. On his 21st birthday, he was living with us. And I I don't know when his birthday was, like in February? or I don't yeah. remember what time of year it was. Or January, maybe? I don't know. But I just remember we were like, all right, we'll take you out. Because he was younger than us, so we're, it was like his birthday. And I just remember yeah. us going. Of course, we went to West Hollywood. Probably Mickey's. Yeah. I don't know where we went. Most likely. I feel like some mean drag queens were like teasing me because their boobs were bigger than mine at some point later uh, that night maybe. we were taking shots at the yeah. bar. Do you remember that? Yeah. Was that all the same night? Yeah. I don't know. But it might not. It could have been any <laughs> given night. Well, can I tell the story about drag queens? A drag queen conversation with Bruce one night at the Abbey. Oh, that was a th Yes. Okay, so <laughs> I wanted like a to challenge Bruce's costume expertise in like a Victor oh Victoria I type way. I can't believe you just brought this and up. And so one night I was like, Bruce, what if you had to make a woman look like a man trying to be a woman? <laughs> and like, how would that work? And like, how would you do? Could you do it to me? And he looked at me and he was like, no. And then he looked at Shauna and said, it would work for you. <laughs> and Shauna was like, wait, I don't want to be a man trying to be a woman I was trying like, to be a man. I'm not even in this. Like, I don't even want to be part of this. This is Trisha's thing. And also, like, I kind of feel offended, but also, like, I shouldn't be. But, like, why did you just turn to me and tell no. me I could look like a woman trying to be a man trying to be a woman? I was like, I don't want it. I don't want it. 
do that. Bruce was like, it was the funniest no, the thing. The way he turned and he's all, no, like your features are he's too like, soft. No, like, yeah. you know, you're just too work, womanly. Trisha. It will But you, Shauna, yeah. however, can do like, it. I he's was like, like Shauna could do it. it. Shauna was like, I'm not even part of this conversation. <laughs> Why do I have to be the woman trying to be a man trying to be a woman? I mean, of course I would do And it. I was like, but I want to. Why can't I? I was like <laughs> yeah, mad like, because I'm like, how idea. come I, sh- I was my idea. It was my brilliant idea. <laughs> and like, question. how come Shauna has to be the woman who's a man? We joked about that for years because it was like that <laughs> thing where it was like, like yeah, and I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Anyway, oh, my but God. I had to. Nope. It was hilarious. Sorry. I think I've actually told all the stories, or I didn't want to forget. I mean, obviously, also Bruce designed our shows, which is like really special. Yeah, when I look he back designed on that. our costumes and was in one of our shows, and yeah, amazing. He did. He did the costumes for Broken Glass, Shattered Lives, um, which was a, upon the a cast full of women and two little girls, and he sketched them all out. Trisha found the pictures of the sketches recently. And then he also, um, yeah, was in House Upon the Sand, designed all. And those were very, those were like fancy those were costumes, like actually. couture-esque yeah. costumes. Yeah. That was his whole, like, theme. What did he call it? It was like dance fossey? No. Yeah. Fossey Club fossey? Club fossey? He said it in our little Something documentary. Like yeah, uh, he's talking about. We gotta about... pull that up. Oh, the documentary. Yeah. Oh, dude. We made a documentary about. Oh, you gotta pull that up. Uh, the, the sort of the behind of. the scenes. Yeah. And we did a whole interview with him where he was. We did it with <gasps> everyone that was our designers. You gotta pull that up, dude. And he was showing his sketches and he was talking about the costumes and what they were and why. And like his. Because he was like the kind of designer that had like you know so much thought behind it and so much like this is this looks like this because of this and this is this feel and this you know it was just very like well that was the show where he got to like actually show his comedic side and dance and he was in all everything that you know like all in like quadruple threat he was amazing (laughs) (sighs) cheers with a saltine trisha to our friend. I will cheers with a cheers saltine. Cheers a saltine. <laughs> and I'll crunch it so you can hear it. <laughs> Great sound. That was amazing. You feel like you're here with us, everybody? I okay. know. Grab your crab salad. <laughs> <laughs> Grab your you crab salad, everybody. Laying around your fridge. like. <laughs> My husband loves, everybody loved Bruce. I mean, and they were the same year. He he designed him in a lot of costumes too, actually, because Eggers in a lot of shows. And Eggers had one time is one of his favorite memories of Bruce was um, one time I don't know where we were. I don't know, in the scheme of all these stories we've just told, who knows where this was? But um, he said he he'd bought like a cheap ass bottle of fucking pop off like, yeah. vodka, yeah, and he handed it to Bruce, and Bruce was like, "Poppy." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you call me Poppy. It's like his happiest memory of Bruce. I was like, oh my God, you guys. I love that. And we still, I still have this picture. I have all these pictures of us like having like, you know, food together, like fondue. Like I have a picture on my like fridge forever. Yeah. Of like you and Bruce and Edgar like having fondue. It's still on my fridge. Weirdly, it's been in every. It's on a magnet. It's like a photo in a magnet, and it's just been like moved from every fridge I've ever had. And for some reason, it's it's I I see him every day. It's like the weirdest thing. It's just oh, Bruce, we're gonna miss you a lot. And cheers to you. 
amazing, amazing human. So, and for all the people that knew him, loved him, you know, we just share this with you and, and, you know, I don't know what else to say. It's fucked up. No, it's just, it's, what's incredible is the communities of people, like, just like all the different groups. And he's got people from his own class, people from other classes in college, our generation, and then, like, all of these other friends and this whole other life he has with his husband and the drag queens and the whole artistic yeah, community. The Memphis, Memphis Ballet. I mean, the ballet. He was like the main ballet guy. He Miss was America, like, like making like tutus and fixing toe shoes. He told me all he, so he came out to visit it several years ago. And so finally we got to see him like, you know, with his grown up life that he had out in Tennessee. And I was just like, I can't believe you, built this amazing life out yeah. there and like was telling us all about yeah, like all the tutus all the, just oh. you know it was just like beautiful classic you know but then he was also like making costumes out of like condoms and like doing all these creative like design it was challenge all, like, things this, yeah, like there nonprofit were, like, stuff challenges to like raise money for different uh causes you know? and they were like beautiful you guys uh, i mean like making a costume out of like God knows what kind of like recycling Trash. shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like just like amazing challenges and it'd be like super cool. And you're like, how the fuck do you do that? But I saw a thing yeah. online where he made like a, a headdress and it had like these rounded edges and they were all plastic spoons sprayed <gasps> gold. It was incredible. I was just like, if I had not seen like him making it and then like zoomed in on the pictures, I would not have known that that's what it was made out of. Like, amazing just a, a really oh, talented so creative lovely kind-hearted kind soul just a beautiful person and he'll be very missed so i keep thinking and i know and i said this on facebook too in the group but like it's super cheesy but like the brightest lights like the brightest stars like burn the fastest you know and it's like i feel like that's what he was he was such a bright star so much confidence so much love Gave so much to so many people as a friend and, and brother and just a person. Like, everybody he knew, like, he made an impression on. Like, it's... I, I, I only hope to have, like, a fraction of that oh. effect when I die. Like... Yeah, I you know. know. Like, I, I... You know, it like puts your own mortality into question because you're like, well... Have I done enough? Because I feel like this person did so much to for so many. And I know it's just a huge like, ugh, yeah. So I just feel like the that whole like the brightest stars burn the fastest like kind of applies to him. And I have to say, like, on a personal note, for my mom and our relationship, my mom sewed all my clothes for a long, long time and prom dresses and bathing suits and. Bruce was the first person that she ever met that was a friend of mine that was gay and openly gay and in the 90s. And I feel like he really changed her perspective mm. on the whole what it meant to be a gay person, mm -hmm. you know, like what it meant for me to have gay friends and to be part of that community. Like, I feel like he really changed that and she was very felt very close to him. Like mm. um Well, they definitely had the sewing thing in common, had, which is the ultimate like equalizer. They had like right? a bond there. Yeah. And yeah. then he gave me that bride dress doll 
um on this it was like a my mom also had like a doll with a bride dress and so we were like trying to make that work and a few years ago i mailed it back to him when we moved here Mm. and i got in touch with him and i was like look i have this like it's like a you know a doll dress form with this like elaborate bride dress i have one too he gave me the red one yeah Yeah, a red one i was like can i give this back to you like i feel like you need to like display this in somewhere like in your stuff yeah he would basically make like a mini fancy dress on a on to like describe a it on like a doll form but it like form. kind of a yeah. little bigger than like a normal not yeah. like a barbie size no, like like, like a more like a yeah or, like a bigger yeah but the one that i that he gave me was like, like this a big one, right? like fancy it wasn't playing but it was like a big fancy like red gown basically yeah. and it was like super cool and super yeah. random and it was like and hey that same year he made me the the white one and so I mailed it back to him a couple of years ago. And uh, when we first moved in this house, because I found it again when we moved, because, of course, that stuff like floats up. And I was <laughs> like, I don't have anywhere to put this. I don't know what to do with it. But like you have like a whole costume shop now. You yeah. probably have like a display area for your yeah. shit. Like have this. And so I sent it back to him and he was like, oh, my God, it was so amazing to see like that and like it. It's like it's such an so early design of his, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyways, I just have that like softness around him with my mom because it actually helped my relationship with my mom like grow stronger in a weird way. And like my mom loved him like so much. Like, mm. and I don't even know if he realizes that. Like, but I think she took like random like side pride in like his sewing capabilities, even though like. She had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? No, like, I mean, he, yeah. like, became part of our families. Like I said, I mean, I yeah. spent, like, my parents went Christmas. Like, no, I mean, yeah. like, and, and there was always just so much, like, whoa, you know. So, yeah. I mean, so, God bless Bruce. We miss you a lot. You were, like Trisha said, a, a bright star. And we're all so, so lucky to have gotten to know you. And... That's pretty much it for this week, everybody. That was just, we wanted to share those stories. We couldn't hold that in because it was too... It's too much. It was too much to just be like, okay, going on with life. Like, we were all kind of, both the two of us, and I'm sure all the people in his life were super fucked up this last week, just kind of reliving that and dealing with it. Yeah. So thank you all for just joining us on that, and hopefully we can share this with people that knew him as well. And that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, no, thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody. And as usual, we will tell you to keep writing. <laughs> keep snacking on crab salad and, and saltines. saltines. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved. Closing time, open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time, 
One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home, take me home. Closing time, time for you to go out to the places you will be from. Closing time, this road won't be open till your brothers or your sisters come. So gather up your jackets, move it to the exits, I hope you found a friend. Closing time, every new beginning comes from some other beginning.